Hello, hello, hello. Uh, very good evening. I don't know why I started like that, but there is no set way to start this. So it's as good as any. Um, couldn't sleep because I had thoughts running through my head and um, uh, they were kind of forming a nice um, uh, pattern, I guess, or they were forming good links between them. So I thought might as well use this time to do something ahead of my schedule and I'm so pleased to say that I have a schedule I normally do but it just actually doesn't work out um so like loads of people you have multiple um scheduling apps like time management stuff my favorite used to be the Microsoft one what was it called task Microsoft task is that what it is still love it you know and then there was there's also the Google one and all of them work well really well um, and then there was there's also stuff like Trello Asana um, Basecamp all of these things that promised to really get you focus organize get you your from your head to the um, to, to, to a list and um, for one way or the one thing or the other they worked but something just didn't feel right you know so I for a long time just oh and of course there's like the Google Calendar which was like the the way the layout the UI is so nice but still something was missing it felt like it like let me know go into um, things that will get me <laughs> into gasping uh, uh, territories <laughs> so I was going to say anyhow that's for another day but anyhow it felt like they were all really nice and I liked them but something about it just didn't work for me um, and I also tried using the traditional pen and paper but still that didn't work so I was just thinking maybe it doesn't really do it for me like it's just not my thing because I can understand what it's supposed to do and I can understand how it's supposed to work and how you know it's supposed to make things easier for you but for some reason it's not really doing that for me then I came across Notion when I say I I have to big up my um, colleague <laughs> he um so we work with Google and all my life now um I've never actually officially worked with Google in a um, professional like company capacity so I did not um, get with the program the same way I had with Microsoft and at that point one note was like the holy grail um, because you could literally handwrite you had the funky colors you could do so many stuff and it can even do your maths everything like that so it was really cool and awesome and then they had this thing where you could search that search box that is troubleshooting and everything on in one so I just thought if I were a designer I'd be so proud to have worked on this and it's still one of my favorite apps really really still you're still the one that I love <laughs> but it is not the only one I dream of because now um because we're on Google I was so bummed Google um docs was not doing it for me 
and uh, you know like trying to use Trello was mm, there's something not hitting it spiritually you know I don't need spiritualism you will ask this is coming from somebody who personalizes um, or personifies um, her stuff my inanimate objects so from like my TV um, <laughs> uni days was called Roger to my bike <laughs> to everything so yeah it's not just about the spirit it's the soul and it's the actual way they do stuff and I just didn't understand why any of them um why none of them just really fit till I came across why didn't I keep saying I came across I like giving credit where credit is due till my colleague answered my plea um I sent a message like yo please somebody tell me there's another way of sort of organizing my thoughts taking notes everything because the google docs is killing me and I just cannot deal and it's too like convoluted um, switching between um like a note one note to something else so um loads of people uh, uh, came with um good ideas there's one called let me never try i don't even remember it starts with b and i'm pretty sure it's pretty it's not base camp i know that um but yeah i tried that to see what it was like and that one was um the feeling the impression i got from it was just way too technical for what i needed and um, it felt like trying to explain how the brain works you know, it was just that sort of overwhelming, like, whoa, this is not for me. <laughs> so um, the interface was immediately, um, uh, yeah, um, what's the word? Intimidating. Yeah. So I decided, nope, not for me. And I already used Google Notes um, or OneNote, oh no, Keeps, Google Keeps, all of the names are just mishmash in my head. And I love that. That's uh, like, I love that app. It's just so cool, but still not what I needed. Didn't have the versatility and agility that I required. Uh, I mean, as much as you can um, um, write whatever you want, take recordings and stuff. It was really cool in that sense, but I needed something more. And then came the idea he was like, I use Notion for my personal stuff. It might be worth you checking out. So I was like, what is this? Hmm, okay, let's go. And I did. And basically, I've not, not looked back. Uh, I can't speak properly anymore. I've not looked back. It is my absolute favorite app, like, honestly so much so that i now use it so professionally obviously because it works in every which way i want it to it is so agile and it's basically malleable in my hand and i can create proper organizational magic so it meets me where i am and takes me further and i just think like that is the best the best the best ah oh like note taking like crisscrossing everything i think it's like trello but not Trello because it's just badass, really badass. Like, so anyhow, I love it so much. And um, recently, as if I could love it, um, because if I could love it uh, even more, it decided to test me and uh, showed me that I can actually make um, like uh, reminders as well. Whereas this whole time I've been using it as a database, I've been using it as a note-taking app, I've been using it as so many things. And one thing I really love, I know it's just a, it's weird, but it's like 
simply simple things like being able to go into dark mode i know almost everybody is doing that now which is cool but it's being able to choose my picture headers it's so pathetic but it just fit in well with my personality because another thing I discovered was um, like the Google app, um, Google Arts. And that to me, because I deleted a lot of um, my social media apps and uh, had a little bit of an accident with my phone and um, it's so broken, but bless its soul. <laughs> it tried so hard uh, and uh, I could I, the screen is mangled beyond repair um, and um, uh, essentially it got run over by a car that's a long story and it's so mangled but what I love about it is my phone spirit right yeah well, my previous phone spirit is that it's it still went off every morning for the it's alarm for my alarm I was like gosh your dedication is just it's lovely. I'm really glad I gave you a name and I know your personality, if that makes sense. So it was just really cool. Um, still haven't fixed that yet. Um, still trying to see if there's someone that can perform magic because there are pictures there. But it's not that terrible because, yeah, you know. So I've digressed. Um, essentially, got a new phone. Oppo. Who'd heard of Oppo before? Is it Oppo, Oppo, whatever, O-P-P-O. And it's super cool. It is like the fresh cousin of my previous phone and um with this whole new uh resurrection revival renewal whatever rebirth and i'm shouting kind of loud and it's like what is it it's like 10 49 so neighbors can probably hear which is kind of weird um anyhow with this new stuff it means that um i just decided hey who what are the apps that i just move unthinkingly from one to the other and why um and i know there's this whole great um, mass movement from oh it would have been so cool if i said exodus right this mass movement from social media um just exit like oh it's not good for me and i totally get that because it just gives you that sense of um it's almost like a a, a warp in the time space-time continuum things don't seem real it doesn't seem um all right you know and it's just like a keg to everything and <laughs> explosions left right and center so i totally understand why a lot of people um are choosing how they manage themselves so some might I choose to delete everything entirely and just deal with the real world others um select which apps that they focus on and leave the others and forsake the others like um, i have a friend who does not do anything <laughs> facebook and solely mainly as um, an instagrammer and nothing more um and uh, then there are others that um go for a little while take a break and then come back well mine is that um i deleted the apps because yeah why not and um i um, just have like i just use my browser so it means that it's not like i bookmarked them but and but it doesn't work nicely <laughs> on the browser you can't like facebook is clunky on the browser that's obviously why they want you to download the apps and stuff but it means that just the thing of it is it's nice and quick and it's not so addictive it's not so engrossing it's not so anything so all i get to see really is as much as I want so I can for example just see cute dogs 
all the gorgeous Labradors and the funny cats and the cute, um, I don't know, wildlife pictures. And then that'll be it. And I'm done. And so I started looking for other stuff that will entertain me. And um, as much as, as cliche as it will sound, enrich my mind. Um, and I came across Google Arts and it has turned out to be such a freaking cool app. I mean, ah, uh, like, anyhow. I cannot press it enough and um, it kind of really goes very nicely with my new frame of mind because I've learned so many things and I can filter by colors, by vibe, I can go to um, to historical places, I can um, see movements and not only just like our movements but also um, sort of like social political as well and um, I've just spotted a spider. Wow, the first big one of the season. Okay, cool. And uh, I wonder if it's the one that was like, how do spiders' lives work? Do they like, you, you, I don't bond them. I want to say you bond them, like in a Nigerian way. You give like the spiders birth to them and then what happens? And then is, so my question is, is the spider that's quite sizable, is this the spider that could possibly have been born in this house? That's my question. How do spiders work? Anyhow, um, before I digress any further, I know I've forgotten where I was. Right. Oh, great, Georgiana. Uh -huh. So yeah, oh yeah, Google Arts. Um, so it mixes so well. And that's the thing because between like the cute images on, um, on social media, on Facebook in particular, because I think I'm genuinely more of a Facebooker <laughs> than um, um, other apps. I think it's just cause you get proper groups on like people who love dogs. It's just, it's just something like that. They obsess about it and they show you the pictures of their dogs. And I love that. And yeah, you don't really get that on Instagram, you know, like you, people go into long soliloquies and everybody is familiar with their dogs. There's just a community, which is really cool. And they're like, oh, give him little scratches for me. Oh, you know, it's just so adorable. And it's like a place where happiness and cuteness goes to go and thrive, which is really, really nice. And then the second good thing about my Facebook um feed is um getting to see all the wonderful art that's coming out of um the continent like goddamn oh my god i'm so proud of my people <sighs> so musically clearly afrobeats to the world and that one's been headlined on clear um and uh um now like art is just so wonderful i mean i'm so pleased i honestly and the thing about it is that it's art that i really care about there there's art you appreciate right and you're like, oh cool so that's how they did it oh cool like for example when i heard that the girl with the pearl earring it's not actually an earring it's just like the absence of color so it like makes it like um light so it's not actually drawn on I said, oh, that was like an oh, you know, but to say like art that really resonates with me, that's what I'm seeing on Facebook and that's what makes all the difference to me. And it is, and like there's a little pet peeve of mine, which is that when you saw African art, the only thing you saw really were just wildlife. Um, so you'd see the monkey with the tusk or you'd see a woman holding um, like a bolo or something on her head. And I'm like, is that just, is that the whole <laughs> range we have? And I, those weren't really that fascinating to me. So now, 
I see pictures of people braiding their hair. I see like the stuff that really makes us who we are, like the fruit that we eat or like the scene from a village life where you have like um, uh, the women in there. Um, some you could imagine that it's on a Sunday, for example, and they've tied their gilly. They have their boban rapper and they're cycling to um, church or something. And it's just, it's contemporary as well. It's, it's like things that, so that's like a, an, a village kind of scene um, or like say a suburb um, and then you mix that with um, contemporary stuff and you see um, and then different mediums as well you have people using um, relief printing you have newspaper art you have um, making um, obviously with pencils and uh, amazing things with just like pencils and pens like, gosh, it really does something to me. So I enjoy, I really enjoy the art. Like, to, frankly, if it, if, if, if it were in my capacity, if I was like a billionaire or something, one of the things I just do is just collect African art. Like, the, the contemporaries are freaking amazing, world-class, all by none. They are sui Wait, supra no wait sui generis oh is that i can't remember the latin term oh prima inter paris okay yay <laughs> mr Wester will be so proud of me he was my um, lecturer for um, public international law so uh yeah all the latin phrases to say that they are pretty special and they are super super cool anyhow so currently all these just fit nicely because i get only what i want from them no more no less and yeah so um that was the thing on that and uh, now i'm struggling to now figure out find a nice segue into the other bit i want to talk about um which is uh a bit of a bummer but it isn't because it's life um so i guess if you um you'd have to be really um, out of it in a way if you haven't noticed the doom and gloom. If you thought coronavirus was bad, I mean, with the way everything went down, then the stuff we're hearing now on the news is enough to make you feel another level. Um, because um, now, at least in England, it's all about the drought, then it's about um, um, price of um, cost of living increase, then it's about um, in particular energy bills, then you have the NHS which is uh, hospital um, problems, then what is the world problem is there that there's not, I mean I don't know, I don't even know how to make sense anymore, English is hard. What, what isn't the problem? And I guess that's what I'm trying to say. And um, so uh, naturally, um, anxiety has spiked. And one thing I do love about this country, so in my mind, um, countries have personalities, right? And I said previously that Nigeria has, Nigeria has got to be the most extroverted nation in the world. Like, honestly, I would love to have like a top five. I know America is there as well. Like which other countries would be added? The Nigeria to me, oh my God, even the trees, the way they make noise, you know that they're different. So <laughs> oh, I laugh at my own jokes. Anyhow, uh, <laughs> 
Anyhow, um, so yeah, anxiety is spiked. And one thing I like about this country, about the UK, is that um, there's this ability to kind of, um, in things of nature, in things of this nature, they have brought, they get to speed really quickly. So case in point um, with anxiety, before it wasn't a word that I heard very often. And um, I didn't even know I had it, for example. Um, and I didn't know. And obviously, things like this are small and they grow. And people that tend to have anxiety, especially, I, I would say, when you're little, is that when you have that perfe perfectionist streak in you, um, it gets hard to kind of grow out of that. But um, obviously, as you grow this life, if you... <laughs> Just living alone is enough to make you anxious. So, well, well, it's well founded that loads of people are anxious. Um, and it's particularly known now that um, kids are getting anxiety younger and younger. Um, so there's a lot of talk about it and there's a lot of awareness being brought to the issue. So um, that and anxiety and depression tend to go hand in hand. Um, and that obviously leads to terrible outcomes because people can not only harm themselves like um, self-harming um, sometimes unfortunately um, they could also um, end their lives which is um, absolutely tragic because you have to know how much pain um, one is in to be able to do that and so awareness has been brought to this topic by a number of um, avenues, one of which is the three dads are walking, doing this epic walk around um, um, England to raise awareness when their daughters um, took their own lives. And then um, there's the, uh, is it Minds that's doing the one where the um, daughter is talking to the dad after after she's come back from school about um how she you know her day's gone and um and all so there's loads of bring being brought um to it um my so today on um one sec my my um cuckoo clock had to do its thing so yeah so one thing that came to my attention was that they had a lady on an American author who was um, um, who had just written a book about anxiety and um, she had, she'd suffered from it um, or suffers I don't know but she's had um, experience with it and she'd written this book that is supposed to help. Uh, one of the things she said is um, it's taking looking at it from a whole new angle, which is that it is there to think of anxiety as a tool that helps bring out the best in you. Because, you know, the, th the thinking is pretty straightforward, right? There's a reason why we're anxious. It helps us um, anticipate danger, protect ourselves, act um, um, wisely, um, and so stuff like that. So it's actually a tool. It's necessary for survival. And, um, you know, the problem comes when it becomes too much, and especially in everyday life, right? So she says that it's a tool that helps us um, do that now. Um, in the best of ways, uh, I, even when I was thinking about this, I was like, how does one say that this is not literally a, an antagonistic um, approach? Um, so my approach, my own thinking on this. Um in the best of intention, I think there there's a good question to be asked. And um, one of it was, uh, I think it was either on Good Morning Britain or something, um, 
we might have been on this show as well on this um um on this good morning oh this one the, what did it the one with the people that they make food and stuff not good morning britain is it good morning britain no it's not good morning do, 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 do. That one. That's the one that we're talking about, this anxiety book. And I believe previously, um, I did, whenever I watched it last was sometime early, maybe, I don't know, this is terrible explaining. But basically, um, people were talking about their children and they were also talking about anxiety. Uh, but this time it was in a calling and they had um, a um, professional there and she was, and one of the um, presenters asked, "Is you know, is there like the difference between being? Oh, it was Andy Peters that asked. I remember it was Andy Peters with Rochelle Humes. Okay, so he asked the question, right? He said, so it must have been last week sometime, and he he said, um, unless time flies really quickly. Anyhow, he says that um, he asked, so is this like, do you, is it the thing of just being anxious or you know, having anxiety? And the um, um, professionals like, well, both of them." come it's just a, a play of words you know they both not not like that i'm not quoting verbatim but yeah but the notion is that they all are the same thing it's just a difference there's a way you decide to phrase it and i don't think there is because i know the difference right um god knows that as somebody who suffered from it for a long time from really when i was a kid that would be um, very anxious about going out and um, crossing the roads to go and get something or the other. Um, it's not rational for one thing. Um, and you cannot necessarily rationalize things away. There's certain things that you can and certain things that you can't. Now, when one of the examples that in the today's, in the show today that I saw that the lady gave was that her son was feeling anxious because he had um, an exam and he says he studied, but he feels like, you know, it just, um, he's just feeling anxious and she, you know, talks to him to get to the bottom of it. And um, he, um, he, he says there's a particular chapter or topic that he's struggling with so she says okay then use this anxiety to focus more to study more so that you can you know get to grips with it and he does well in the exam now to me that um it's not really about splitting hairs that is a reasonable kind of thing right because you're nervous i know i was anxious for exams because i'm exams are you know, anxiety inducing because you want to do well and it's like a test and everything. So that's one thing, but there's a difference in actually, for me, the difference is actually having anxiety. That seems reasonable. What is unreasonable, um, sometimes it's like how your heart starts pounding just at the thought of, um, talking to somebody or, um, going out and, you know, seeing a lot of people just being in a way, things that don't matter, uh, you know, in the sense that they're so little and minuscule and you're overthinking things and, you know, it comes into this big thing and it's not necessarily, again, that you don't think it through. It's not that you're like, oh, well, what's the worst that can happen? Personally, I've done all of these things, but it's not the cure or whatever that it is. Like the, 
tada moment you're expecting and that in itself now becomes really frustrating because you're like okay i have looked in the mirror i have stared deep into my soul i have done all the rituals i have done all the processes i have done all the things that you know i do not want to do um, um necessarily it's not comfortable but i've done it because i'm hoping to actually solve this and it hasn't and God knows, I don't understand how it happens, but this period, that's why I'm saying like this year, um, this particular year um, has been, not to say I haven't had issues with it. Um, there were times when morning stand up, I couldn't speak, like my voice would get stuck, uh, my heart would pound and my workmates are absolutely brilliant and the uh, company is fantastic and really excellent and just the, the whole point is you you know um but i couldn't and god knows i don't understand why it just happens there is no nothing that is going on you know and i trust me if there was that anxiety by the way would have helped me find out what else was going on but the thing was just like you know what i just think you feel like you're just not like let's just do this today <laughs> no amount of and the same way it comes it'll go and, and it gives reprieve sometimes um but there is a difference though, because I still get anxious, but the anxiety I have is like a reasonable one where it's like, oh, I'm nervous about that bit. You know, so the one she was describing of her son, but the anxiety, the actual having living with anxiety is different when there's no sense, no rhythm, no rhyme. And you're just like, what the hell now? So personally, I would love to be able to give like a cure. I really would, because I feel like mental illness is where it all starts, right? Because if you cannot even tell what is normal, because the lightness and um, burden that feels lifted off my shoulders in this period of calm and like having this peace and grace, and not that life is not messy, it still is messy, but it's just not to such a level that it's spiraling and that's the biggest thing and there is nothing in particular that did it there is nothing i don't know it's not like getting older it's not anything i even thought that perhaps periods had a thing to do with it because periods i felt like i could take on the world and win i felt like i was bloody um quinidia <laughs> you know i felt like i was that powerful i could do it but then it goes obviously because hey <laughs> nothing like that lasts forever but it isn't and then things change as well because different periods different hormones it feels like and different vibrations oh god uh, so um it feels really weird so there is no rhyme or reason to it i haven't found and um i don't know i don't i can't even say that it's getting older because the one thing i know is that uh, <laughs> all is expected unexpected you'll be fine you'll be so cool you'll be like like chill and then the next thing boah, it's like overload of something and you don't get it and you know and you try all the things that they tell you to try they say you should name your thing you name it it doesn't work <laughs> you go to you find every help there is you read books the books are really quite insightful for example um Matt Haig's book um oh gosh he's written a number on um this topic but the one I really um enjoyed and read I found was brilliant um and it helped to, for a point and i was like oh my god thank god it feels like i found the light but then things come back again and you know it's just what it is but 
I don't know what the cure is, unfortunately, but I can tell you that um, I'm not even going to say if you're hanging long enough. Who knows? They might It might stay forever till you're 102 or something, which is really not that great a thought. But the truth of the matter is um, I, I hope that everyone gets to a point where um, it takes less chunks out of your life and... Um, um, you get to a point where you can see the difference between when you're in it and out of it. And though you can, you can, you can straddle both and give yourself that time to, um, be okay. Because honestly, when people say it's an illness that is invisible, so the people don't know you've broken your leg. I know people have said that. So it's now a common way of describing how, you know, it feels, it seems invisible, but it's very real. Um, so I guess similarly, again, to how if you've had a broken leg, one of the things I now do is if it's having a, if it's a particularly bad day, um, before I'd get even more frustrated, you know, like, why can't I do this and finish it? Or what is up with the voice shaking? Or why is my hand shaking? Why is my voice, why, is, why, why does my heart beat so fast? And why is my stomach all full of nerves? What the heck is this? Um, but when that happens now, um, I'm like, okay, cool. So this is going to be an extra slow day, an extra take care of yourself day. Um, so it's the day that um, sometimes it doesn't work and I'm, you still get irritated. Like, what do you want? Just tell me and I'll do it, right? Because sometimes it's as simple as putting on your lipstick or going through your clothes and putting them on, putting them off to see whatever feels right or listening to music and whatever the heck it is, but just giving yourself that extra cushioning to make you feel, uh-huh, bam, bam. And just seeing it as you're not feeling 100% because you aren't. And I think, honestly, the most important thing we have is our mind, um, which possibly could lead me to quiet um, quitting, which is now a new term. Oh, God, so many things, so many things, but I'm going to have to leave it here because yeah, I do want the podcast to go on forever and ever. Um, but yeah, yeah. What a, I guess I should think of a good question to ask. Uh, I can't remember. Anchor, that's what it's called. Then I have this thing where you have the ability to ask questions to your audience. Hmm. I guess one of the ones I'd ask for this episode would be, um, what are the, what are, the top five most boisterous slash um, extroverted nations if they were to have characters. <laughs> I know Nigeria is number one in my mind, but we can all agree to disagree. Mm -hmm. Anyhow, anyhow, laters. Oh God, I don't know what's up with me. Leave me alone, Joe. It's tiny and it's night. Mm -hmm. I'm even lucky I can speak English. <laughs>